Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Hello and welcome to the Independent School Podcast with me, Juliette Corbett. I believe that thinking and acting strategically is the way to go. It can help you deliver multiple goals, juggle various stakeholders and most importantly, it can make your daily work feel less exhausting and more impactful. So on this podcast, we are diving into strategy and this week we're talking about simplicity in strategy. Now, this is the third in a three-part series around rest and reset. Intentionally, I'm putting this out in August because a lot of the world, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, has a period of rest and reset around this time of year. In the first episode, I spoke about the importance of rest to maximise your strategic thinking capabilities. In the second episode, I talked about intuition and the importance of being able to hear what your intuition is telling you and then trust that intuition and how that is part of strategy. And those two episodes are building up to this concept this week around simplicity in strategy. Now, I think there's a big myth around strategy that if you're trying to solve a big problem, you need to find a big solution. And we see this within all types of organisations and also actually within public policy making as well, that if we've identified a complex challenge within a complex organisation, automatically we're looking for a complex solution to fix that challenge. And I don't know whether this is embedded in our human nature. It feels like it is, but it's actually a false belief that you need a big solution to solve a big problem. The other side of this is what we have learnt, if you like, about good strategy. What we, our society, our business culture has taught us that if we're going to get top marks for being a strategist and having a good strategy by our board of directors, our board of governors, we need to present a document which is complex. We need to present a document which has you know, vision, values, ethos, um, various different, you know, kind of six strategic goals with multiple strategic objectives, multiple um, actions that we're going to be taking under each of those objectives, multiple KPIs, and then an annual action plan. It's just heavy. (laughs) It's complicated. And so what this this culture has taught us is if we're going to be strategic, we need this big, heavy document. 
in actual fact, I don't think this is true. I think that actually some of the best strategies through history, in fact, when you look at the history of military strategy, when you look at the history of organisational strategy, public policy strategy, some of the biggest wins, the biggest successes, the biggest changes that we've made have been through a simple strategy, not complex strategy. So what I want to do is talk through three ways that I think a simple strategy can be better. Now, I was brainstorming, I got to three and I thought that that's enough. I, I've hopefully made my point. There's probably hundreds more reasons why a simple strategy can be better and hundreds of examples that you can find if you look out there as well. But I'm going to talk through these three, try and persuade you that the simple way is better. So first of all, at the heart of being strategic is being focused. I talk about this a lot. It's about stopping the things that don't matter because they're not actually driving you and assisting you to deliver that vision, that goal, that mission that you've kind of had clarity around. So stopping doing the things that don't matter, creating your time, your financial resource, allocating that scarce resource onto the things that do matter. And those are the things that are going to get you results. They're actually going to take you strides in the direction of delivering your vision. Now, I think often we can ditch the word strategy. Sometimes I work with people for whom the word strategy or or workshops where they don't really like the word strategy. Often you can just replace it with the word focused. It's broadly the same. I mean, it's not quite the same, but it's broadly the same. If you're going to be strategic, you need to be focused. So if we're going to be focused and we're talking about being focusing on the things that matter, surely that is another way of talking about simplicity. There's another way of saying we're going to remove some of the complexity in what we're doing in order to focus in on the things that really matter. So in that way of thinking about it, strategy, focus and simplicity are basically all the same thing. So strategy at its heart is about simplicity. It's about focus. Moving on to number two, communicating a simple strategy has more impact. When we're thinking about communicating strategy in a school environment, we do want to think about the pupils, the parents, the alumni, the local community partners that you work with. But the most important stakeholder group is your staff because they are the ones that are actually going to be delivering your strategy. Even the most complex strategies, what's hidden underneath that complex strategy is that you're asking staff within your school to do something a bit differently, to behave slightly differently, to act out their role slightly differently. You're looking for them to change something about what they're doing. And if you're doing that, you need to give them a simple message to achieve that change. The more that you communicate complexity in your strategy, the harder it is for each member of staff within your community to understand what you're actually asking them to do. They find it hard to navigate what's my part in delivering this 13 page document really heavy on the KPIs, really heavy on the strategic objectives and the strategic goals and the actions that we're going to be taking in year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. They look at that and they say, I don't know what you're asking me to do. And that is not lacking on their part. That is not because 
they are not being able to do their job properly is because you haven't communicated it clearly. So when you communicate a complex strategy to people, what tends to happen is three, one of three things. Each individual will go one of three routes. Most people will just shrug and ignore it entirely. They will say, right, you've, you've presented us with this one hour presentation, this 13 page document. Mm, yeah. I don't really buy into this. I don't really know what you're asking me to do. I'm going to pretend, I'm going to nod and pretend that I'm in on this. But as much as I can, I'm just going to ignore what you're talking about. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing in my classroom because I know it's the kids that matter to me. So most people aren't going to make any change at all. There's a second group of people who will listen. They'll say, I'm committed. I'm committed to the school. I understand that I want to be helping to deliver this strategy. But they're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out, right, so I've got these six strategic pillars that they're looking, asking me to, to implement underneath each of those. I've got these four strategic goals and I've got these different actions. Like I'm going to have to spend the next week just figuring out how all this applies to me. And I'm either going to give up, I'm going to figure out eventually, and maybe I'll interpret it correctly, and maybe I'll go off on a bit of a tangent, but they're going to put the work in, they're going to try, but they're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. And then I'll either do it or they won't, depending on whether they figured it out at the end of that process. And then the third group, those that actually do figure it out, they might figure it out quite quickly. They might kind of read the document, be able to interpret it for their role and figure, okay, you're asking me to do all these different things. They're going to be committed. They're going to actually try to implement your complex strategy and they're just going to burn out because you've asked them to do 20 things this year and they're going to try with all their heart to do those 20 things and they're going to burn out. They're going to do them okay, but they're not going to excel at anyone because they haven't had the, the mental capacity. They haven't had the energy to really focus in on one thing and do it exceptionally well. None of those three results are particularly useful as you're leading your school. Having people ignore you, having people spend a lot of time trying to figure out your strategy and then having people who are burning out because they're trying to deliver your complex strategy. None of these are great results. So the idea of having a complex strategy, because that's what we think good strategy should be, actually when we're communicating it to people, tends to result in either not much action or certainly not a whole community working together towards a shared vision not particularly effective. And then the third reason I think strategy, simple strategy can be better is that complexity can feed procrastination. There will be some people within your staff who are a bit prone to procrastination and all of us are, it's, it's not a judgment thing. But those people who are a bit prone to procrastination, if you give them a complex strategy, it feeds that procrastination in a really unhelpful way. Someone who turns up at their desk, let's say they're in the support staff kind of side of the school and they know that they've got their to-do list for this week and they've got 20 things on that to-do list, all of which they've checked. And yes, they're all going to be delivering this strategy because it's really complicated. It's really heavy. Which am I going to do today? It leads to this cycle of procrastination and of people not really being able to get into one project and do it really, really well. So those are three reasons why simple strategy can be better. First of all, it's almost the definition of strategy that it is simple and focused. Secondly, that communicating a, a complex strategy can mean that people, you get a sub-optimal result from people in terms of their actual commitment and their ability to deliver that strategy. 
And then thirdly, it can feed procrastination in some people, not necessarily everybody. So in this conversation, what I've conflated, and I've kind of done it consciously, is the idea that if you're going to have a simple strategy, maybe that also means you're simplifying your organisation. And I think there is a, a, a common thread here between my recommendation that you simplify your strategic process, your strategic development process, but also you're simplifying your organisation. You're finding your focus. You're finding the ways that you can stop doing things that don't matter anymore and that you can focus in on the things that do matter. Now, when I talk to people about this, when I talk to coaching clients on on calls and so on, what often holds people back, they can kind of see point of what I'm saying. They can see that it's going to make their life easier. But actually what they realise is that they're working in an environment that is complex. So how on earth can we find a simple strategic direction or simple strategic next step if it is a really complicated problem that we're trying to solve? And the answer to that normally lies within the idea of strategy as learning, which I've spoken about before. The idea of iterative strategy. This is a process. This isn't something that you, you don't do strategy at one workshop and then you kind of just deliver it for the next three years. It's a continual process of learning what's working, what's not working, what's taking us towards our vision, what's actually distracting us or indeed holding us back and preventing us from delivering that vision. Iteratively, what can we improve this term? What can we improve this year? What have we learnt from our last period of, de- of delivering this strategy, which helps us to improve the way we're delivering it in the next period. So that might be termly, it might be annually, it definitely shouldn't be more than annually. And then the other thing which holds people back, even once they've understood, okay, so this is an iterative process, I don't need to write a heavy strategic plan now to cover me for the next three to five years. Instead, what I need to be is iteratively strategic. Even once they've understood that, as an individual leader, the next challenge is then that that leader is operating within an organisation environment, within your school, which is demanding a fuller, complex strategy. As I mentioned at the beginning, we have a culture within our society, within our kind of business culture, within our organisations, that assumes that a good strategy is complex. If you try and deliver to your board of governors you know, a one page simple strategy, what tends to happen is people feel that they're not going to get top marks for that. They, they're going to feel like, well, they, they didn't provide the 15 page document and therefore they don't really know what they're doing as a leader. Now, slowly, we will change people's minds. I'm on a mission to change people's minds around what strategy is. But in the moment, you're probably working in an environment that doesn't really understand this idea of simplicity and strategy. So there's two things that you can do. And this has been something that I've worked with senior leaders on as we've been doing our our strategy work together. The first thing you can do is have a theme. So even if you have to produce a lengthy strategic document, make sure that there's a single theme, a thread, a golden thread that runs through all of that. And that theme, that golden thread that is the simple thing that you want to do in order to move forward. So let's say, for example, 
um, I'm trying to think of an example I can give that's anonymized enough. Okay, so I was working with a director of development a couple of months ago, and one of the challenges that they faced was no one really trusted them in the community. It's not that they distrusted them. It's not that they thought they were plundering the money and going off and spending on expensive dinners, but they just didn't really understand what development and fundraising and alumni relations were going to be able to do in the school. And therefore, when it came to sharing information and, and kind of news stories about alumni doing amazing things, there was a trust issue in terms of what what, what was um, what that development director was able to actually deliver was being constrained by the lack of trust. What we were able to do was to basically make trust the theme of their strategy. So a lot of their strategy was around building up internal relationships, building up the ways that they could talk about the success that they'd had as a team, the development team, in a way that wasn't bragging, but that slowly built up trust within their school community. And a lot of their strategy was built on that. But that theme ran through the entire strategy. They may or may not have actually labelled it as, we've got the trust issue, that's what I'm fixing. But we knew, me and the director of development knew that that's what we were doing. And so even though it looked like there was this complex strategy, at its heart, it was about trust. And they were able to communicate that to their team. This is what we're doing. We're building trust. This is our theme for the next year. So that's the first thing you can do, have a theme. The second thing you can do, actually, I talk about this a lot with my four building blocks of strategy. Um, and I'll put a link in the episode notes to the episode where I talked about my four building blocks of strategy if you haven't heard me talking about it before. But one of the things I talk about there is the action plan. This is the final step of developing a strategy is to create an action plan. And one of the things I talk about frequently is don't ever set actions beyond 12 months time. If you're setting actions more than a year ahead, you're constraining yourself unnecessarily to deliver a strategy in an overly planned way. You're not allowing this strategy as learning, this um, emergent strategy to really flourish within your team. So even if you're constrained by expectations of senior leadership or by, of, of governors to create complex strategy documents, make sure those actions don't extend beyond one year. Make sure that you have review points. So a lot of those actions, I was working with a different director of development, actually. What we did with, for, for their strategic plan was we made sure that the actions, a lot of them were talk to alumni to explore the possibility around doing X, Y, and Z. So a lot of them were actions, but where the outcome of the action was going to guide year two of the strategy. So they weren't actions of launch a legacy program and it's going to look exactly like this. And I'm going to set it all out three years in advance. It was get alumni feedback on what that a legacy program should look like within our community. What's going to work? What do people want from us? So making sure that you've got review points, that you've got actions which are building in flexibility so that you can have fluidity and simplicity in your strategy going forwards without having to overly commit to three years worth of actions, for example. I hope that this has been helpful. I love to hear your feedback. What's resonated this week? Are there any areas where you're thinking, I've always wanted to stop doing X, Y, Z. I've never had the the guts, if you like, the confidence to say, I'm just going to stop doing it. Juliet's given me the confidence to simplify our strategy. Let's stop doing this. Or maybe let's stop doing it for three months and see what happens. 
let me know. Send me a couple of sentences on email or on social media. I love to hear your feedback. Or equally, if something hasn't quite made sense or you've got a different perspective, let me know that too. I'm learning alongside you in this process. If this has been helpful, please do share it with a friend, either at work or in your in your community or professional community. And also you can sign up to my weekly emails. If you're finding these helpful, I send out weekly emails which highlight the podcast episode each week so that you can really easily see from your inbox if this is an episode that's going to be useful for you. And then lastly, before I say goodbye, as I've mentioned a couple of weeks um, running, there I've got a couple of leadership coaching slots coming up that are opening up in September. Do contact me if you'd like to have a chat or just if you want to have a chat about anything. I love talking to the people who are listening to my podcast and there are hundreds of you and I feel so humble that so many people are finding this helpful. In the meantime, have a strategic week. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye bye then.